We're here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, smarks and marks all over the world. Grab a seat or take it easy uh, on your feet as we set up our gear. Lend us your ear. Because your boys, King Mac Millie and Jake Classic, are about to put on some podcast action. So get psyched and turn to the smart side. Because uh. Smart Psychology Podcast starts now. The following performance contains strong language such as, bitch, shit and fuck. You will be called out on your mistakes and if need be, you will be told you are useless. You have been warned. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. You have been warned, you have been warned, you have been warned. But if you ain't heard the message, you already know how this shit go. You already know what it is. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Monday. Smart Psychology Podcast, Season 3, Episode 140. And it is time to collect with the bounty hunter. You feel me? Hey, when y'all get into the room, y'all already know what to do. Share this thing up everywhere because you know what I'm saying. We thank y'all for listening. All y'all on the audio side, on the audio side, on the audio side, on the audio side. Whether you be somewhere, bro, tell them where. On iHeartRadio, you know what I'm saying? Whether you be listening on Amazon Music, whether you be listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all that, or whatever other audio platform you're listening to us on, we thank y'all. We thank y'all. Because y'all listening and y'all viewing, you know what I'm saying? Y'all could be right here on the West Coast with your boys. You could be on the East Coast. You could be somewhere down South, you know what I'm saying? Represent. Could be somewhere up North or in between the scene in the Midwest or in a whole nother country. We appreciate y'all and thank y'all for watching as well because we are live on Facebook. Live on Twitter and everybody make sure you up in the place to be because we are live on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, all that. It's a smart time. It's a smart time. It's a smart time. We're going to catch y'all dead or alive because the bounty is out and it's time to collect. Y'all motherfuckers need to pay up. But without further ado, y'all already know who it is. It is the value that allows you the opportunity to roll with with me by way of Montez Ford of the Street Profits. It is the man right here, the founder, the CEO of this here show, All Gold CEO. You see the money, you see the crown. It's King Mac Million. It's going down because I'm not here by myself. I'm here with my yeah, guy yeah. on the other yeah, side yeah. of the yeah, yeah. north side who brings yeah, yeah. all the smoke. <laughs> Make it cloudy <laughs> in this bitch and tell him what you go by. It be your boy, man, the CSO of this here show, a.k.a. that damn Virgo. I know it may be Libra season, but it's still September. And, uh, yeah, it's our month. And that's why I say our month, because our guest is a, is a dope Virgo, too. I'm just saying y'all right now. But, yeah, man, it be your boy, man, the Jason Cates, the L-A-S-S-I-T-K, man, J-Class. Over here, man, we got the Red Cups up, smoke is up. We got a um, guest in here. Go ahead, let's pop for us real quick. We'll get the major pop going on. Yeah, yeah. Pop, pop, yeah. pop, yeah. pop, pop, yeah. pop, pop, yeah. pop, pop, yeah. pop, 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 p
Uh, no, man, I'm doing good, bro. I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, I have my red cup up. You feel me? I have my red cup ready for today. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I ain't got good. my red cup, but I got I got a lot of red cups on me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to that Smart Psychology merchandise. Go get it. Go get it. Got like, yeah. like, like six, seven cups on me. Got a cup around my chain. You know what I'm saying? Even though my cup is black. But, you know, it's black for a reason. You know. Mm-mm. Oh, mm. Mm. Take a sip of that. Mm. That's real strong. That's real strong. Uh, I'm just getting this gold situated. You feeling straight? You feeling good? <sighs> I, I, I guess it's not as heavy as you. I guess I'm, I'm good. Go. You good? We're shining, you ready? We're shining, we're shining, we're shining. Okay. I'm always sure? ready. I'm, I'm, I'm always ready. Right. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? Before we bring him up into the room, I got. let me put this down. I mean, that's, that's how much focus I need to have on this because I want to make sure I get it right, do it right, you know what I'm saying, set the atmosphere up in here. You know how I get down. You know how yeah. I get down. But, yeah. uh, man... Man, H-Town in the building, H-Town in the building, you know what I'm saying? It's about to, about to go up, down, side to side, swing all oh. the way around. You already know what it is, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you know what time it is? Yeah, yeah I, th- I, I think I do. I think I yeah, do. yeah, 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 yeah. Like just, just, just in case you don't know what time it is, and everybody up out there that wants to know what time it is, it's time to pay up. You know what I'm saying? Because this man holds gold, holds gold, holds gold across multiple promotions. The man who's got the quickest kicks in the South, the Swisher House representative. You know what I'm saying? The man with the black halo, the cruiserweight cowboy, act like you know a geek world. The underground king, reigning supreme over all the Texans and beyond. Yeah, that's right. The Lone Ranger, look up to the sky and say a prayer because it's time to collect. Now that the atmosphere has been set, you better get sight. The ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, smarts and marks all over the world. Joining the all over guys, the world. Please welcome the Bounty Hunter. You got me scared already. You got me scared. <laughs> you got me scared, man. Don't don't. He came in with just like, hey, like bro, we out here. You had you had the intro popping. I had to I had to show up, dog. Man, man, Ooh. man, showed up. Came ready for the violin. I was like, man, hey, hold on. Showing up and about to show out how they do it down there in the H town, man. I, I know we on the west right now, but much love to the H. You know what I'm saying? Much love down south. Yeah. But uh, we get it popping. You know what I'm saying? That connection is always fire. My dad mm-hmm. from Cali. My dad from San Francisco. So you all, you know, it's all love. Word, word, word. <laughs> then, then it's 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 already connected. It's connected. Yeah, it's yeah, sure. How you feeling today? Oh, I'm good, man. I heard y'all had uh, uh some red cup therapy going on, so I went ahead and did a little H town supportive. Had the white therapy with your boys. Toast to y'all for having me on the show. I appreciate cups up, cups up, indeed. Red and white cups all the way around, all the way. Yeah. Well. I, w- I want to ask you what's in that cup, but then again, I want to just let it be a mystery. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, man, man. You know, you know what we sip down here, man. I'll just say that, man. Oh, man. A little, little bit of that perp. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of perp. Maybe a little bit of brown. You know, a little bit. Of, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't got no perp in my cup, but I for sure got some brown in. I'm I'm unfamiliar yeah. with this brown, so we're going to see what it do to me. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see what it do to me. Oh, oh, from oh, from oh, one God. king to another king, indeed, crown to you, crown to you. A nice crown too. I appreciate that, dog. Oh man, oh this this is a lovely crown. This is a crown that's co- connected to you by proxy. You know what I'm saying? We are gonna get into it a little bit in, in quite some time. But uh, the bounty hunter Brian Keith, 
The man has taken the internet up by storm. How does it feel? Man, uh, I tell you what, I feel proud. I feel very proud of the fact that something that I wanted to do for my whole life, uh, from a kid till now as a grown man, has allowed me to travel the world, uh, get myself in crazy, you know, uh, situations, good situations, not, not really too many bad situations, thank God. But, um, you know, like, for instance, PCW got the Rose Bowl show coming up. And yes, who would ever wrestle in the freaking Rose Bowl without professional wrestling? So, you know, I'm right. proud, man. I'm proud. It's, it's things like that popping off in my life, and I'm ready for it all. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's going to be a killer show, you know what I'm saying? Catch a different episode a little later on to, to catch the card that's going on. But it's a crazy card. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait to experience some wrestling in the Rose Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's just, Ooh, oh, man. That Pasadena cool. cannot. Well, yeah, Pasadena stand up, I guess. Cali stand up. Yeah. You know we, got a, we got a Pasadena out here in Texas, too. We go hard, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, how far are you from uh from from Denton? I got some family out in Denton. Oh, I'm about like maybe four hours from Denton. God damn, Texas is so damn big. Y'all roads is crazy out there. I ain't never seen traffic go so many other ways different than how I go out here. And y'all got six lanes going every other ditch each lane, like getting a far far right to be get on the freeway or get in the middle to drive. It's it's confusing. This shit. Oh, I don't that's, like driving. No, that felt like a lot. I haven't been there yet, and that that felt like a lot. No, it's a lot going on. I tell you that. And then on top of that, they always doing construction, so it's even worse. Oh man, see, I can't I can't do it. The 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 few times that I've been out there, I was just like, I'm not driving. I'm not driving nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, when San Antonio all just it's 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 too much. It's, it bring it raises my anxiety levels. So, oh, I feel yeah. that. I agree. I agree. Like, right. do, do you do Ooh. a lot of driving around there? Man, yeah, I do, bro. I do a lot. Uh, thank God, you know, I've been traveling a lot more throughout the United States, so my dates ain't too Texas heavy. But when they were Texas heavy, man, I was traveling everywhere. I was driving wherever, you know, wherever I was getting a booking at. And uh, now, you know, I'm 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 mostly uh out of Dallas. I just wrestled in Corpus Christi this past week. Shout mm -hmm. out to Texas Wrestling Cartel, a new company coming out. There's uh, really cool people in Corpus Christi. And of course, I wrestled for Booker T's Reality of Wrestling and New Texas Pro in Houston, Texas. And um, so the drives are like relatively close now. It's not nothing too far out or anything like that. But yeah, in my younger, you know, um, career, I was driving anywhere I go, man. Man, I mean, that's that's what the grind is all about, right? <laughs> It, ta it takes grinding to be a king, so you know that. Oh, you know it. Yeah, yeah. So just just to get started, you know what I'm saying? Had to had to pop that cherry real quick. Welcome you to the smart side and everything. Uh, yeah. Professional oh, wrestling, man. Yeah, yeah. I said it. You know, you know I was gonna go. You know I was gonna do it. You gonna pause me? You gonna pause me this episode? You gotta. Oh, you know. You know. You just. <laughs> ooh. Yeah. See how many more I push that button. <laughs> See how it goes. <laughs> Oh, uh, you might have missed your opportunity. But professional wrestling, Brian, what was your first memory of it? Um, So what got me initially into professional wrestling was my uncle. I had an Uncle Mark on my dad's side there. Whenever I'd stay with him, my parents would leave me over there while I would work. And I'd watch wrestling with him. Like, you know, on uh, he had the Coliseum videotapes. Mm. I'd watch those every time I was chilling at the house and everything like that. And then he uh, he passed away. And, like, as, like, a way to just, like, you know, keep that memory of them or, you know, just keep that connection. I just kind of just stuck with wrestling. I, it was, like, maybe it was, like, eight, nine being introduced to it. And then, like, man, 10 years old, they had career day in school. And, um, you know, they were, like, 
when you grow up, what do you want to be? And I was like the only kid to say a professional wrestler. So mm. they got me like a tag team championship and a freaking uh, backdrop with Macho Man from WCW. And I was over here posing with the Rock's eyebrow and shit. And was like, mm-hmm. man, I grow up, I want to be a professional wrestler. And uh, I just stuck with it, man. Only because really it was the only thing that just, I guess, interested me. You know, uh, I, I guess the it started with my uncle, but it, it continued and, uh it's still to this day. I, I don't even watch regular shows or nothing like that. I just watch straight professional wrestling, bro. I watch, might watch some Mandalorian every now and then or some cowboy films, but yeah, that's, that's the only thing that gets me going. So, so when you um when you first stated that you had that dream to be a wrestler, how was the support from your family since day one about it? Like, you know, what was there any pushback at first, or was it just you know always all right? We got your back on this. No, never. Yeah, my my parents did not want me to be a professional wrestler. I was um. <laughs> Why is that always the case? <laughs> bro, well, I was a straight-A student in school, too. So I was, like, I graduated, like, number 20-something out of, like, 700-something kids. Like, super Ooh. high up there, bro. Ooh. And, like, congrats, even my congrats. teachers were like, yeah, you want to be a professional wrestler? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you trying to do this? But that was the only thing that just, you know, not to be cheesy, set my heart on fire, bro. You know, like, right. nothing would literally just get me going as much as professional wrestling would. I'd be wrestling in the backyard with my homies, like, just mm-hmm. all day. Like, bro, for hours upon hours, man. And it's mm-hmm. like, I always woke up and felt the same way about it. Even if I was messed up or hurt or sick or anything, you know, it was just the one thing. And I like to think that, you know, God puts stuff in people's hearts for a reason all the time, you know. And yeah. it's, you know, I can't yeah. ignore that. If he put that on my heart and that's what's, you know, calling me, maybe that's my calling. And I've been running with it ever since. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, like man. we all backyard wrestled a little bit. I think we we came up in the in the same uh, era, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Getting down in the backyard, front yard, whatever. However, uh, I just didn't keep up with it. Uh, you yeah, know, we 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 was we was we was very hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not mention how hardcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, did a little any, bit. Uh, any, any fire tables ever? Y'all y'all mess with the fire tables or what? Nah, nah, didn't uh, didn't, didn't, didn't go that far. I was he probably fire- would have tried. I was a fire table kid, bro. I was a fire table. Really? Double double decker fire tables. We used to stack them twice and put them both on fire and crash through them. So these are about how old? Yeah, how old are we talking? Like we started this, bro. I started this. I started this consistently, like from twelve all the way to honestly seventeen years old. We charge people five dollars to come watch us in a little uh, back lot over here in Greenspoint. Money too. Yeah, we'll get we'll get money too, bro. <laughs> I, and I know these ain't gimmick tables, so it's just like how 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 you oh, operate. They were picket fences. We used to go to the rent to the uh to the rando houses, bro. They were like uh you know like vacate uh vacos is what they call them, vacant houses, bro. Mm-hmm. So bust the fences, bro, and just take all the pickets, bro, and then we would just stack them up on chairs and make make uh, just, uh tables look good. Yeah, that that don't sound safe at all. Now some know. alcohol and just set them on fire, bro, and yeah, crash. And that that fire don't go out when you crash through, right? It's just... uh, well, thank God we were in like a grass lot, bro. So like you know, okay. whenever we would do uh, fire tables, it usually be on a day where it was like it rained maybe two a couple of days before. So you know, we were safe about it. Gotcha. If there was a way to be safe, ah. about it, I guess, but. So like, I want to do a fire ah, okay. It's like ah. it, it didn't rain, bro. We can't we can't do it today. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, we in Texas too, so it don't even be raining that much. So it's like, bro, bro. Summertime, we ain't doing fire tables that much. It's you know? too dry, bro. It's way too dry. What are you yeah, doing? Exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> Man, I, I did a little bit of research as I always do. You know what I'm saying? And you know, from time to time, we drop a couple of pictures in here and whatnot to to just uh, get a little feeling of what's going on. But since we starting about since we're talking about the beginning of wrestling for you and everything. 
this image right here, what does it do for you? Ooh, that's what got me in professional wrestling right there. That's a, that image right there is what got me in professional wrestling. My uh, my Ooh. uncle had a Coliseum video, mm-hmm. and it had the Undertaker. I don't know who he was facing. I don't even remember. It was, what a, it was. Gi- I was Giant Gonzalez, I believe, at one of the WrestleManias, okay. like WrestleMania 9, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's what it was. And he had that on a Coliseum video, bro. And that image is what's ingrained in my brain. That image to me is professional wrestling for me. Undertaker mm-hmm. was culture. And I remember seeing him and be like, I want to be exactly like that guy. And it's crazy, too, because I never even knew he was a uh, H-Town dude, bro. I, uh, bro, ah, I yeah. It's not even like I was like, oh, I want to follow his footsteps because he's a Houston guy, like. Just as a kid, seeing him, I remember him being like, man, that guy is super cool, you know. But that that's literally my – the image that got me into professional wrestling is that right there, man. This right here? That oh, right man. there. Yeah, hey, man. That's – That is fire. I got to remake that, man. I got to get the man with the black halo with a vulture. Woo! entrance. Ooh, come on. Let's go. Man, for real, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, he winning. Fuck that. Yeah, he, yeah, he winning. Yeah. He winning. I'm putting all my money on, on Brian Key right now. The bounty yes, is out. I, I, uh, I pull up in the slab with a uh, still tipping plan, come out with the vulture. Yes. On. Stop playing. Stop playing. No, no, it's going to kill the game too much. It's going to be it. That should have gone so damn hard. They're not gonna be ready for it, bro. Vulture be 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 flapping the wings to the beat. Grill shining, man. What a vulture with a grill stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> hey, look here. Look, hey, look, don't, let, 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 I got Johnny Dang on speed dial. I'll do it right now. <laughs> let me find a bird with a little little bit of diamond on the beak. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm done. That's it. We man. So then, then that would be like '90s wrestling is what really caught your caught your attention. Did you ever like dig in your bag and go back a little further? As I got older, so like um, whenever I was younger, twelve through like maybe sixteen, I really didn't know too much about anything other than like WWE, WCW, mm-hmm. ECW. As I got older, like seventeen, eighteen, I started dabbling in um, Ring of Honor, and that's how I found out about Brian Danielson he was like one of my favorites of all time. So I was always watching his matches. And then I stumbled upon a match with him and Jushin Liger. I didn't know who Jushin Liger was at the time. I'm just like, man, Brian Danielson wrestling this Power Ranger dude. Who's this Power Ranger yeah, dude? Yeah. yeah. I, I look him up and I find out that he's super cold. Legend. And, bro, that was literally the door of opening me into uh, Japanese professional wrestling. was mm-hmm. literally uh, Brian Danielson wrestling Jushin Liger. And ever since then, I've been hooked, man. Like even to this day, I, Japanese professional wrestling is my preferred wrestling to watch. Man, I didn't, I didn't know too much about it at that point either, like more than what, what you knew. But when I seen Jushin Thunder Liger in WCW, it was just like, oh, yeah, everything about it. Every, goat, goat status. Yeah, that appreciates Yeah, heck yeah. I'll even say, too, the, for some of the people, because like you still have some people that don't get the what the aura is around New Japan or, the, you know, the New Japan style of wrestling. What would you say to the people that just say, you know, what is the draw to it? I'd say you know, know. just Japanese professional wrestling as a whole is, um, uh, it, they, I, I, they like to say it's like a, a struggle through, uh, emotion and, and like, uh, pretty much mm-hmm. like a story being told through the struggle. Uh, I enjoy it because it just shows, how um how you can watch something that you know for sure so you know professional wrestling we live in 2023 we know what professional wrestling is but at the same time when you watch japanese professional wrestling it never crosses my mind that it's 
maybe scripted or mm. what I'm watching right now is, you know, may not be something that's previously planned or something like that. Like, right. it honestly, it just loses me. I watch the wrestling and I get lost in what's happening. It's like mm-hmm. a fantasy world. And I feel like that's what for Japanese professional wrestling does for me when it captures me that much, you know, it's really good. You know, not that American wrestling don't, because, I mean, there's been some matches where, you know, I watch American wrestling and they do the same thing for me or even like um, um, World of Sport type wrestling with catch as catch can style or anything like that. You know, I enjoy Lucha Libre, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I enjoy stuff but right. a lot of the matches that I enjoyed or that just made me feel a certain type of way was definitely with Japanese professional wrestling. It was really because the emotion I feel like is shown throughout the matches. And, you know, not only that, but the attention to detail, they always like mm-hmm. everything, the costumes, the production, yeah. the storylines, everything is super attention to detail. And they, um, I feel like they reward the fans. You know, if you're yeah. a fan and you're yeah. a dialogue fan, they do a bunch of things that's going to reward your fandom the whole time. And that's why I appreciate it about it. And I was going to say like the atmosphere of, of new Japan, uh, pro wrestling, their audience and things of that nature, they make it easy to slip into it if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking to get into the the psychology of uh, wrestling and everything, they make it easy because they're attentive like that. You know what I'm saying? They ain't right. making noise all throughout the whole show or whatever. Like spots that's really supposed to matter, they react to those even more than, than how we do in American base. Like I always be so disappointed in our fans. Like I know that some of us exist, but it's like we don't we don't be catching it and we don't get it the way that they do in other countries. And it just be like if we could just get on their level because <laughs> we get way more than they do or whatever. They appreciate it way more than we do because we're just so accustomed and used to it. It's just y'all miss so much, so, so much yeah. shit falls through the cracks. So much. Yeah, yeah there is, it's, it's, honestly, the people are honestly also students of the game, too. I feel like mm-hmm. not that there's no American fans that aren't like that. I just feel like the Japanese culture takes their time to actually invest in what they watch and actually enjoy what they watch. And a lot of people in America sometimes just go to the events to say they were there and they just buy yeah. the to be on their phone the whole time. And it's like, bro, uh, yeah. I'm start doing y'all like Dave Chappelle and making y'all like the damn phones in the pouch. <laughs> Man, for real. <laughs> like, right, right when you come through the door, all right, we checked your ticket, take this pouch. Yeah, go ahead and take this go, pouch. Go security. Your phone up in that mug and just, you know, be a true fan like we all were. Right. right? You know, not us. Oh, you know, yes. Before the Man. internet was the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the main thing too because like I, I think also was refreshing about watching a Jap- uh like a New Japan show or you know any wrestling in Japan because it still feels like the crowd is not trying to be in on it and it's not in on everything too. They're just like again just enjoying the show for what it is. Like it it, it you know it, it makes it easier to be a fan like that too. Like okay we're all together like oh man what's gonna happen in this match instead of thinking well who booked it and you know try you know try try trying to worry about all the rest of the stuff that you know like I said I'm not a wrestler. I'm not gonna be asking you know, hey, you know, uh, why did you use a snapmare here? I don't know. I, I'm not going to ask this question. It ain't for you to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> to be real, My if, you, if you're following, if the story is being told properly and you're following the story in the ring, that's a question you ain't got to ask because you know why. That is oh, he, oh, he's working over the neck or, oh, he's had he's had neck problems or whatever. This We like in the first quarter of this match and, okay, maybe he's just setting up something later. Like, that's going to be something that, and it's, it's it, it pains me to be a part of the community that does not appreciate wrestling in the truest form that it should be appreciated, especially being here in the States. But it's like, I know it's people out there because I exist. 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? True. Classic true. exists. You exist. Yeah. So it's, it's it's people out there that that catch it and appreciate it, but it's like the shit that we gotta deal with in order yeah. to appreciate it in the right manner, the right right way. It's wild. It's wild. Man. Training up in wrestling though, getting started. Like like I've heard the story. I don't know if Classics heard the story, and there might be other people that haven't heard the story. But share with us uh, what it was like getting into wrestling first of yeah. all. Yeah. So um, I started once I got out of high school. I graduated. Uh, I was trying to start before then, so I went to like a couple of seminars before then and a couple of practices. But my, uh, it was I was gonna say my parents, but really more specifically, my mom was like, "You can't do nothing until you graduate." So mm-hmm. graduated, and once I graduated, um, she was like, "Well, you can do whatever you want now." You graduated. I was going to shout college. Shout out to too. moms. Right, yeah. up to moms. Yeah, shout out to moms. Awesome. moms. For real, I love my mama. Yeah, love but um, so. She told me I could do whatever I want once I graduated. Um, I went to this school called Texas All-Star Wrestling. It's here in Houston, Texas. They've been around for like 30 years or something like that. Long, long time. Guy named Bob Murphy. He used to be a wrestler as well. And um, started there. Wrestled there for about two or three years consistently. And then was wrestling at a flea market uh, at the time. And a guy that works for Booker T by the name of Kevin Bernhardt was doing some scouting there at the time at the flea market. Mm-hmm. And at the time they were starting a cruiserweight division. So they picked up me, a guy named Javier Vega, which is um, a guy that still wrestles today. One of my best friends and a guy named Thunderjet, uh, which is Gino Medina. Another guy is one of my best friends scooped us all three up and we were going to be part of their cruiserweight division, but the cruiserweight division never started. And we just stuck around, kept helping out. And then from then on, we just um, pretty much stuck with Booker T since then. It's crazy, though, because we got, you know, I interacted with Booker T other times in my life before I started going to his wrestling school. But Mm. uh, after I went to this wrestling school, like maybe two or three years at Texas All-Star, I made the transition to Booker T's. Got you. So Mm. was that like the the, the end all be all? It's just like I got to be at Booker T school. I got got, this is where I got to be to get it started if I'm going to do it. Definitely for sure. Yeah, I I knew like a. I knew that's where I wanted to go at the time. I didn't know if I had enough money for it or, you know, cause they work with you anyways, but I was mm-hmm. over here I get like, well, it's Booker T school. I mean, I have yeah. no money for it, whatever. Right. But, um, so I went with the other school that was, you know, not that it was way less known, but it was a lot easier for access for me. Cause it was really like 20 minutes down the road or maybe 30 minutes from where I was living at. And Booker T's was like a whole hour and a half from where I was living at. So I was like, all right, I'll just start here, get, you know, cut my teeth in, get uh, the basics down. And then eventually, you know, that was my goal was to eventually go to Booker T's. And uh, it, thank God it came to me. I didn't even have to. He was doing some scouting. It was like, hey, man, you guys are pretty good. And then uh, we, like I said, they were going to start the cruiserweight division. But then we just stuck around since then. Man, so it was that divine intervention all the time. <laughs> Feel like yeah. it was meant to be because when, when things are Man. meant to be, it, it finds you in the in the space that you're in. But just oh, before you even got to that point, you you spoke on seminars like D- yeah. Davy Richards. Yeah, yeah, that was my that was my first dip into professional wrestling was a, a Davy Richards seminar at Texas All Star. Man, yep. that is crazy. Was, uh, that was around the time when I was starting to dabble in the Ring of Honor, so I knew who he was. I was like, yeah, I got to go learn from him. And I was about 16 or 17, went to the seminar, and um, it was me, my friend that I mentioned just a while ago, Javier Vega, and then one other guy that showed up. And uh, the other guy was okay, but I feel like he just wasn't really – he didn't stick with professional wrestling. He probably just came because he just wants to try it out. Mm-hmm. But me and my homie Vega were the ones who just stuck around, and literally we were rolling around with David for like a whole three hours straight 
And afterwards, he pulled us to the side and was like, hey, man, you two are pretty, you know, good. Y'all might have a future in this. Y'all might want to stick with it. And we did, man, from 16, 17 years old and just kept grinding, you know, seeing what we get ourselves into. It's crazy because that same friend, Javier Vega, that I'm talking about, when we were about 12, 13 years old, maybe 14, we um we went to a Raw. When we got out the Raw, they were um, – they were – uh, giving out flyers for Booker T's wrestling PWA, hmm. so, oh, and we were like, "Dang, we should go." One day we took it was like summertime, bro. We took my homie's parents' van. His his parents he's 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 uh Mexican, so his parents weren't like they taught him how to drive at a very young age and weren't really tripping on him like using the car like that. But my parents didn't know I was getting in the car with him like that. <laughs> so we like 13, 14 years old, and we drove out to Booker T's in Pasadena, uh, whipping out. Yeah, just me and him in the van, bro. Straight whipping, like 14 years old. Went to the uh went to the show, and then it started raining outside, and the lights uh we left them on in the van. So when we came back to the van, the mm-hmm. van was dead, bro. And we were stuck in Pasadena at Booker T's show, bro, at like 14. Oh. Bro. And uh I remember they came out and they helped us. Booker T even came out himself, like to try to help us get our car started, and it didn't work. So he was like, you know, I'll stay here. Y'all stay in the back with the wrestlers, and I'll wait until y'all parents get here, you know, to help y'all out. Um, now, did did he know? Did he know you or have any run-ins with you prior to that? Oh, at that that was my first time meeting Booker T. Literally, it was my first time. Mm, wow, going driving to his pass event in Pasadena, and then the van died. So we, literally, there was no. It, it was crazy, bro. It's crazy how you said stuff happens for a reason. Because literally, the van died, bro. Show was over. We go back to the van thinking, like, okay, we're just going to go home. Van died, so we're like, oh, dang, what are we going to do? We walk back in the building. Who's right there? The only person left to talk to to help us? Booker T. Booker T. Man. Wow. He was, he was signing autographs for people, but all the fans were left. Uh, left. So uh, he was just there, you know, just kind of, I guess, uh, relaxing after the show, taking it all in. And uh, he was there by himself in the room, bro, and I walked up to him and was like, hey, you know, our van. Told him the situation with the van, that we were 14 and we drove there by ourselves. We were stuck. He tried to help us out, and then uh, he was like, well, you guys are welcome to chill in the back until, you know, y'all family get here or whatever. And then um, that was pretty much my first interaction, bro. He let us chill back there. The Dudleys were back there. Umaga was there. Ooh, shit. And that's, and that's crazy because back in that day, like, you don't get back into the arena after you leave. Exactly. Like, that that, that yeah. was the crazy part, bro, is that literally when it's done, it's done. You got to yeah. go. You know? let, let alone to, like, have an interaction <laughs> with somebody like Booker T and then be have him – Offer you that 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 grace to come backstage and chill while they while you figured it out like that does not happen. It don't happen. So it was supposed to happen. It was meant to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's what that Larry do. What's going on? What it do, Lali? Hey, speaking of that, speaking of that flea market, uh, Lala know what's up. She used to beat people up in that flea market all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Lala beat people up everywhere she goes. All the time, man. She's uh, uh, it was her and a guy named Nemesis, man. That she was wrestling with too, and they were uh, part of a group. And we were all in there. It was a bunch, a bunch of guys down here. Ryan Ruthless, Ryan Davidson, Mysterious Q, uh, like uh, Kevin Bernhardt. He was. We were all wrestling in that flea market, man. And that flea market used to get packed with like thousands of people every weekend, bro. Like it was cool. It was a real cool first wrestling experience because, like you know, like for me to be a young kid first getting my matches in and you know have that big of a crowd to be able to work in front of it was mm-hmm. real fun yeah flea market flea market hey shout out to the sis 
Yes. So uh, let's uh, so since we're uh, going forward, let's talk about the uh, the atmosphere at you know Reality of Wrestling and like what do you think was the like the the crowning moment that you had in Reality of Wrestling for you? Man, you mean like uh, as far as like um, oh a bit that's what's up. That's an early training photo of me whenever I just got um, they just decided to make me one of the head trainers at Reality of Wrestling, and that was one of the first few classes I had right there, man. Just grinding, man, try to get it in. And uh, right now, I'm still one of the head trainers here, at Reality of Wrestling. Mm. The group, man, oh. uh, it, it, it honestly changed my life because it's, it's guys. In Texas, you know, we grinders already. There's so many guys from uh, Texas that are professional wrestlers, you know, that made it to the big time. And um, it's just in our brains, ingrained in us down here to just work hard when it comes to that. And that's what it is. It really wrestling. Just a group of guys, young guys, wanting to work with each other, wanting to learn, selfless, you know, not not trying to be selfish with each other or anything. And just grinding, man. Still to this day on t- Tuesdays and Thursdays is uh advanced practices. So if you're a young wrestler or even an old wrestler that wants to get it in at Tuesdays and Thursdays, reality of wrestling in Texas City come through. You know, we got advanced practice. There's also um intermediate and beginner classes starting too on the other days. And they do promo classes with Miss Charmel and stuff too. So yeah, um, getting 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 the opportunity to uh converse with Booker T ourselves or whatever when uh, he was at uh PCW Ultra. Um, and I, I shared a story with him because it's like you know, things resonate and, and they stick with you for, for a lifetime, depending on who the person is. But the person on the other end is just like they have so many of those moments that might not be as 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 uh that that sticks with them the most. So I'm like, book. I know you probably don't remember, but I remember we actually like sat next to each other watching the Shane Mosley and uh, Floyd Mayweather fight uh, over in uh, Century City because we watched it at the, we watched it at the movie theater. I was like, man, it's this it's enjoyable. He's like, oh, oh, really? What? Oh, yeah, you know. And we was talking and, and everything, but but thanks to my brother over here, you know what I'm saying? I had the opportunity to have this piece right here signed Ooh. by the King. He signed it twice actually inside with the That's King Booker the right there. Uh, outside with the Booker T right there, so That's this fire. this this crown that that I hold uh, is is so near and dear to me, and it was near and dear to me before that. And now it's just like, don't touch it, don't touch yeah. my crown. But like, shout out to Booker T for 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 doing that. You know what I'm saying? And then Charmel, she's such a sweetheart, she's just so sweet. She was there as well with him and everything, and took a couple of pictures with us. Just you would think that people would not be approachable, but. If you approach people like they are people, like they human, yeah. you never yeah, know what it would have come from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and honestly, they they like the uh oh yeah oh thank you thank you Lala I appreciate that yeah yeah uh, uh I was gonna say you know they honestly bro they're they're just that they so down to earth not like always willing to help people always willing to go out of their way to make sure that I'm be all like I said I was a 14 year old kid and they ain't know nothing about me and he went mm-hmm. out of his make sure I was safe, going to make it home and, uh, you know, comfortable in where I was at. And still to this mm-hmm. day, it's the same way. You know, like um, I've never felt like I couldn't be myself around them. And that's what I appreciate. Yeah. Some yeah. some people that's from the roots, you know what I'm saying? It's it's still there. You know what I'm saying? You'll recognize it quick. You'll understand who's who and what's what. So, you know, it's, it's always a good feeling to be around those type of people. Uh, red cups up to you, Antonio. Red cups up to you. Hey, what's good, brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Red Cups up to Smiley. Smiley. What's going on? What up, Smiley? What up, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, good people just coming around, showing love, giving love. That's what smart psychology is all about. But uh, you touched on a little bit being inspired by The Undertaker. Uh, how much of, of, of his gimmick, or, or shall I say his look, did you start to pull and pour into your gimmick and your look? Because what it is right now, it wasn't, it wasn't what it always was. It wasn't what it always was. I want to say within the past like three years is like when I started kind of buckling down and just turning into something different. Because at first I was not the bounty hunter that I am today. I wore like a, a button down. I wrestled with too much clothes on. Way too many clothes on, man. And uh, Booker is who came up with the the idea for the bounty hunter character. Because at first I was just a cowboy. I I used to wear a um, yeah. There you go. There, that mama. There you go. That man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's coming. It's about to go down. Right. Uh, when uh when I first started, I was just like uh wore lumberjack shirt, cut off uh cowboy hat. You know, I was a wrestler, but I just had cowboy clothes on. Mm. And it was like, okay, well, I see you look like more like a bounty hunter character. So, you know, he was like, I want you to uh, watch um, The Rifleman, which was an old mm. school show back in the day. And Sammy Davis Jr. played a bounty hunter on it. So he was like, I want you to watch that show. Tell me what you think. Maybe you can start going with a bounty hunter character. And I was like, all right. So I, I took it little at the time. I took it too literally. And I was doing exactly what he what, uh Sammy Davis Jr. was doing. Mm. But after a while, I kind of just was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. Wrestling was just not really working the way I wanted it to for myself. And I was like, man, I feel like it's just time to try something different, change it up a bit, be more me. I'm also big on um, like uh, hardcore and metal music and stuff like that, like rock music and stuff, hardcore and metal music. So like to mix that like dark undertone with like the whole grittiness of like H-Town and then like the whole mm -hmm. dark the Undertaker swag, like it almost just kind of molded itself into something that I I knew was like okay, well, in wrestling I've never seen something like this before, let alone even a black guy doing something like this. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let me just try to draw from these different inspirations. Also, uh, to have the heavy Japanese uh professional wrestling influence was also mm -hmm. something I was taking uh influence from. So it's, it's really just a mold and a mix of a bunch of things that I'm really into. And it's crazy. Cause really, when you think about like Houston, like that's, that's Houston in a nutshell. We like a melting pot of just, you know, there's no real one person around here, you know, there's, mm -hmm. you know, white people, a bunch of black people, a bunch of Hispanic people, Asian people, Indian culture, you know, like we're just a big melting pot. And I like to think that the, uh, the character bounty hunter, Brian Keith is just a, a representation of that, you know, a big melting pot of a bunch of things that I enjoy in my life. Man. And you know, I, I ain't even going to front. I ain't even going to front. When we met at PCW Ultra, I'm like, all right, cool. See, he a cool dude or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Con con conversational and everything. I didn't see the look coming because I had never seen you before. I yeah, and I was already dressed like clothes. that. I think I had the street clothes on, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You had the shirt on. Yeah, yeah. that was it. <laughs> it was like, I, was like, I was like, okay, so when, when you came out and your pants was touching your titties down there, I'm like, <laughs> what's going all right, all right, he got he's got my attention. <laughs> now, about to say that shout out to my uh that influence came from Shinya Hashimoto. He's a professional wrestler in New Japan. Okay, and he wore the long pants and his pants. Him and Abdullah the Butcher, because Abdullah yeah, the Butcher, yeah, all yeah, yeah. yeah. That, those are those are two guys that I draw a heavy influence from. Is Shinya mm -hmm. Hashimoto and Abdullah the Butcher. So it's is is you know that's I the reason he scared the shit out of me as a kid, man. Bro, same for me. But that's that's the impression I want on kids. I want mm. like them to be like, dang, that bounty hunter dude scared the crap out of me. But um, um, 
I feel like the influence. You ever seen the movie uh Tales from the Hood? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. I got a, uh, we got Ken folk that's in that movie. Exactly. Oh, that oh that's fire as hell. Yeah, you, you know the uh uh the 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 one with the with the monster as a dad. Uh huh. Yeah, the, the the little kid Brandon. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. That's 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 fam. That's fam. That's fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at the end of the movie, when homeboy is like, you know, telling the dudes that they in hell and shit like that, mm-hmm. that that image stuck with me so much, bro. That like literally, when I thought about my character and like how drastic or like how like deadly I wanted it to seem, that was like the scene that popped up the most in my head. It was like, bro, I want to invoke that emotion in people. Like you know, whenever they see uh-huh. the bounty hunter Brian Keith, like I'm a bounty hunter. But at the same time, I I took the super flu, uh supernatural influence from Undertaker, but went a whole different supernatural. Yeah, there you go right there. Yeah. I, I took a whole another direction with the supernaturalness, you know, more of tales from the hood supernaturalness because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. bro, those, those stories were creepy, bro. They were super creepy. Dog. CGI was terrible. It was, it was, it was so believable. <laughs> So believable, you didn't even look at any of that or, or see it in that light. But you look at it now, you just be like, these graphics is fucking terrible. Yeah, they I were. think also just the stories too. Like it was like so down home. Like man, I could see myself in this situation. Oh shit, it'd yeah. be like a regular street. Like damn, fuck, I can walk Good down the street. Just... The one that got <laughs> me was the uh, the one that got me was the figurines one because my mom yeah. was a bunch of figurines. Oh, and, and, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, bro, let me let one of these motherfuckers come to life one day and try <laughs> <laughs> jump off the shelf and come run after me. <laughs> this big was just like, I ain't fucking with it. Nah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, this is wild. But yeah, there's a uh, just those things, man. Me growing up, and I just you know took those influences, and also you know with the pants being hiked, bro, it remind me of my pops back in the day whenever he was about to whoop my ass. When he took off the belt and he pulled them hoes up. <laughs> you about to go in, bro. So, like, you know, that's why I tell people now, and they be like, "Why your pants so high?" I'm like, "The more ass I whoop, the higher these motherfuckers going right now." <laughs> You're gonna be wrestling in the trash bag in a minute. <laughs> in a minute, bro. I'm max level whooping ass if I'm in the trash bag. They gonna have to pick me up. That gotta be a tour. That gotta be a bounty hunter tour. Like, like the high, the more I win, the higher they go, and they just like, oh shit, yep. oh yep. shit, oh you know what? How how hard was it to find pants that go up that high, bro? The thing is, is that literally, I feel like my gear makers think I'm a taller guy, bro. So honestly, they just make them higher, and then they be super higher, bro. Like, like you know, I'm, I'm getting it now. I got a gear maker guy now. There's like you know. Uh, he knows my size, my measurements and stuff, so he ain't making them too long. But at first, it was almost like a joke. I was like, "Bro, like, why are my pants so tall?" Bro? Like, good lord! Like, like you do know, like, like, what are you five? Oh, I'm like five eight, five okay, yeah, yeah. five nine on a good day. You know, yeah. like if I pray enough. Bro, what is what? Is, hey, I, I'll give you this: if you start wrestling in some forces, it'll give you a whole nother inch. Oh, good lord, bro! But then I, I'll twist my ankle wrestling and so forth. Bro, I don't know. I don't know how the Usos be doing it, bro. They be in the ice white, killing motherfuckers, bro. Super kicking people. Going in, I'm like, man. Even, even when he be doing the slide, I'm like, how you deep? Your ankle not hurt? Okay. The Air Force. Ones, ice? So. Kudos, bro. I wish I could rock some Air Force ones and do that. But you we know, over I here just, tripping because they creasing. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, they. Oh, it ain't nothing to Usos. They ain't you know, worry about creasing no Air Force Ones, man. That's just yeah. the Air Force Ones. That's the Air Force Ones for that for that show day, you know. Yeah, these are the ones we crease. These yeah. ones right here. <laughs> we got these we got other ones. <laughs> man, speaking of uh, speaking of Usos, shout out to the whole uh, Samoan family, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All talk, shout out to Jacob Fatu. Yeah, Zilla Zilla Fatu. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him too, my boy Zilla. Everybody. Right. 
Uh, Smiley got a question for you. She said she meant to ask when I saw you on Friday. Why does your like poncho incense, smell like incense? That that ain't incense. <laughs> that's, that's the incense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's the incense working. Yeah, high quality yeah. CBD. Yeah, very oh, high man. quality. But but speaking of speaking of uh of which or whatever we we talked about your gear and pulling your look together. What is your uh what what what's your mindset before each and every match? Like, do you have a ritual? Like, what what do you get into in order to come through that curtain and be the Bonnie Hunter? Yeah, so I'm definitely like uh, I'm stretching the whole day, just straight stretching, uh, trying to get my mind right, drinking coconut water. I stay drinking mm. water, just trying to hydrate because it's hot as hell out here in Texas. So most of the time, I'm always like dehydrated, like a mug. So I'm stay drinking coconut water, eating fruits, just trying to stay with high energy because a lot of the times, um dealing with the show days and the travel and, you know, just, uh, just random, random occurrences all the time. Like, you know, I feel like I drain you before you even get to the ring. That's what I'm saying. And, and, you know, especially if your match ain't until like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, maybe, you know, like you just kind of waiting the whole day in anticipation for it. So it really does kind of drain your energy. So I just try to stay high energy, stay loose. So, you know, I ain't like getting too cold or nothing like that. And, um, Above all, just think, make sure my mind's sharp. My mind's ready. I ain't really thinking about nothing that I got to do. I'm always thinking about, like, what's happening right there in front of me, the task in front of me, who I'm wrestling, um, how I can um, make this experience for these fans, just that and actual experience because a lot of times these fans be going, and, you know, no offense to them. I know I did make the comment earlier that, oh, you know, fans be on their phones a lot during uh, the show and they need to pay attention. But sometimes these wrestlers ain't giving them nothing to pay attention to. So it's like, right. oh, you got you got, you got to go out of your way to make sure you're giving these people, they pay their hard-earned money to be there. And if you're on your phone the whole time, and that's telling me that you're not enjoying what you're watching. So what can I do? to make it to where you're going to go home and you ain't going to want to be on your phone the next time you're at this professional wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, just thinking of things like that that's going to definitely set me apart or make me more of the experience for the fan as a whole. You know, Man, I feel like you give that in every element, like un- unexpectedly too, like not, e- not even like 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 on your head or nothing like that uh, in, in a positive you. way, but it's just like from your look and then like when you came out to still tip and it was just like, oh, what? Like, like I know we out here in the West, but we get we get down with 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 this with the South music and everything. So when, yeah. when that started coming through the speakers, I'm like, I don't know who it is, but they got me, they got me. I'm with it. I'm for it. I'm gonna have yes, to I'm gonna have to do one of these walkouts with you one time at PCWO to just oh for sure, you know, uh, man, uh, just swinging, just swinging, just swinging. Swing. That's it. That's all I gotta do. Oh. That's it, man. Yeah. Classic. So, what you uh, got speak- I'm gonna say, speaking of the other music side, I'm gonna ask this question first. When we were talking about getting ready, is there certain of uh, there's certain music that you listen to to get you mindset ready? Uh, I listen to a mix, bro. It's really what I'm feeling that day. Um, me being a Northside Houston kid, and I'm sponsored by Swisher House. I grew up listening to Swisher House a lot. I wasn't really familiar with the SUC screwed up click side of Texas. Uh, Houston, Texas, because that's South Side. See, there you go, Michael Watts. Shout out to Michael Watts, DJ Michael Watts. That's North Side. Uh, Houston is really Swisher House. SUC is the South Side. So I, you know, I didn't really listen to too many Screw tapes. Uh, DJ Screw is the originator of chopping screw music, screwed and chop music. Mm-hmm. So uh, as an adult, I find myself now trying to listen to Screw tapes, you know, just to catch myself up or you know get that uh, true, you know, Houston, Texas, screwed and chop feeling jamming some old screw tapes you know educating myself up on that or you know mm-hmm. i'm all 
my my all time favorite artist, uh, rap artist is Pimp C. So I'm always oh yeah, oh yeah, man, hell yeah. Um, if we talk about like rappers nowadays, I'll be listening to Big Crit and okay, okay, Crit go hard, and then uh, uh, man, uh, I forget his name, bro. Um, Jid, Jid, J I D, J I D, okay. Yeah, he go hard. Yeah, he go hard. He go hard. And then um, a couple other people. My little brother put me on Twenty One Savage, and at first I wasn't really feeling them, but now I'm like <laughs> stuck on them. So Twenty One be wrecking for me, bro. Little baby be wrecking for me too. Uh, same way I wasn't really feeling little baby, but now he be wrecking too. Man, I'm so glad I grew my hair out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you used to call me Twenty One all the time. I just be like, really? Like I got a knife on my head. put some on your forehead right there. Like man, it's a knife on my forehead. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, speaking but, of kings, before I pass it back to uh to classic, shout out to the king of the south. Happy birthday, Ti! You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, shout yeah, out. you know what I'm saying. Uh, you, when when you mentioned crit, Ti popped into my head because you know that's that's a whole little circle oh, right yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Another fellow September baby. Look, at this, everybody just we all we right. all just yeah, doing our thing right. out here, ain't we? Right. <laughs> 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 it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And you were talking about artists. Uh, what about uh Toby Nikwe? Oh own. yeah, you know I love I love me some Tobey man. Tobey Bigwee. I love me some Tobey, and you know he's from Texas too, so you know I'm a hold down for yeah. Tobey, bro. But uh, uh, I used to work at Hot Topic, bro. I was a manager at Hot Topic. What Hot Topic. all the wrestling what? shirts for the low? Yeah, so really, uh, that's what got me in the hardcore music. Like I uh, I, I used to work at Great American Cookies whenever I was young. I was like, what, fifteen working there, sixteen or something like that. And I used to go on Hot Topic every time on my break. And uh, after a while, just going there all the time, I got cool with one of the managers. And he was like, hey, man, you know, you ever thought about having a job here? I got hooked up with him. And then I I, I pretty much worked there for, man, I don't even know, like six years or something like that, bro. I ended up being a manager. But mm, I couldn't nah, take because, you know, they wanted, me to, uh, they wanted me to be there on the weekends and I got to wrestle. So they just right didn't now. work. But – that's really what opened up my love for like hardcore music or metal music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Cause um, they'd have a player inside the store and whatever CD was dropping that week, you would have to play it. So, you know, that they could get yeah. the plays and that uh, you could advertise whatever was dropping. Mm-hmm. So like, they send it to your store for free. Exactly. They send it to your store for free. So you're just listening to everything, you know, of that week this dropping. So by default, I'm listening to hardcore music, metal music, I'm pop music. I'm listening to everything, honestly, but mm. I started jamming more to metal and the hardcore music, and I was like, "Oh, this this shit kind of jam, bro." So you know, after a while, I started getting into that, and then, um, of course, you know, between my pops and my moms, you know, listening to uh, old school music with them and stuff. Like my palette for music is pretty freaking pretty large, bro. I, I listen mm-hmm. to pretty much it. ain't too much stuff I don't listen to. I except for country, but even then, there's some country that jams a little bit for me every now and then. But you know, for the most part, I listen to everything. You take your horse to the old town road. And you know, you know, it's crazy, bro. Because every time uh, when that song came out, bro, people were just wearing me out with that song. Dog. They were just singing that song. Every, even when I was like on shows, bro, fans were just singing it. Like, oh, like, yeah, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you though, know, Billy Ray Cyrus went uh, ham on that mug though. That boy had the bar. Uh, I was like, oh, sir, you. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, not Miley, not Miley. I, I, I need to, I need to get these bars. What I need to do. You just had, need to rap, Daddy. No, you no, had to show no. what's up. You had to show boys what's up. Man, uh, speaking of horses, uh, how, how can you still count how many times you've ridden a horse? Bro, I rode a horse twice in my life. Once as a child, 
at the oil ranch on a field trip. Mm-hmm. Second time was just recently at House of Glory, bro. And I'd never wow. have rode a horse as a grown man, dog. Shout out to Hawk. But it, this is crazy. No, no bullshit. I was just telling this story. Uh yeah, yeah. I was I was I was talking to G a little bit earlier, and we was talking about horses and everything. And mm-hmm. just like you, I've only rode a horse twice oh. in my life. Once yep. as a child, and then one time uh last year in Cancun. And I was like, Yeah, that's probably enough for me. Like, and yeah, right. probably it was, wild. It was yeah. a wild experience, especially because I hadn't rolled one in forever. You know, the, the first time I rolled one, it was somebody who was with a rope, you know, guiding mm-hmm. me. Oh, uh, yeah, same, same. Uh-huh. Yeah. Second time wasn't like that. It was a train. Uh huh. Yeah, he taught me how to do it, and he was like, Go ahead. And bro, I tell you what, horses are pretty much like. Big ass dogs, damn near, bro. Cause they are like <laughs> his horse was cool. He let me pet him. He was like rubbing against me back and just showing affection and like allowing me to just get on him. And bro, like I rode this horse like I rode horses my whole life, bro. And I ain't never rode a horse. I told you just once before that, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I ain't gonna lie, I was a little scared, but that promo had to get shot, so I had no choice but to get on that horse. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have to do a lot of retakes on that promo? Or it was, uh, it was, no, no, bro. bro that's, that's the crazy part is it, it was no – I tell you, bro, it was weird. It was almost like some Thor shit. Like, I had a hammer, and, like, it was like, bro, like, I was just, like, fulfilling my role in life, bro. Like, I just got on the horse, <laughs> threw the poncho over that hoe, and it was just like, yeah. It, it, just just all, it all came full circle, like, yeah, we in this bitch. Bro, it was fire. The, uh, the video is pinned on my Instagram if you ever watch it, bro. But just know, like – the, it was a very talented uh, camera dude. I don't know his, his handle or his uh, name at the, at the moment, but mm-hmm. I was glorious who set it up. And, bro, it was beautifully shot. It was easy to do. The uh, place that um, we went to was a place that they train horses for, like, movie roles and stuff. So, like, they used a lot of the horses in at this stable were for John Wick movies. and mm, So they super stuff. trained. Bro, they were super trained, bro. When I mean this horse was like a dog, bro, it was legitimately like a dog. Like they would just let me get on his back and ride, him, bro. Like like Clifford or some shit, bro. Like this, <laughs> amazing, bro. I, I was a little scared, but then you know I warmed up to the horse, and then homeboy taught me how to get on. And once I got on, and he showed me how to do it, bro, it was it was a wrap, bro. It was a wrap. Yeah. I was like, I, I damn near want to take this horse home back with me right now. Man, like, for I was real. New York, and I'm a Houston dude. <laughs> I'm in New York. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm out of Texas in New York on a horse. Just going Riding horses. Give it one kick, pull back a little bit, and just get that giddy up on. It's like, yeah, That's we, exactly what it here. was, bro. That's exactly what it was. I was on that mug, bro, steering that hole and everything. The dude who was, uh, you know, in charge of uh, seeing the horse or, you know, making sure he was cool, mm-hmm. he was off to the side, like not even nowhere near me, bro. I'm over here riding this mug like he my horse, bro. Like, yeah. It was Real cool, real cool experience. And it's it's crazy because you know you 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 want to build that type of chemistry with the horse because it's like all right horse like I'm fit to get on you so let me come over here and be your friend let me introduce my little crazy please let me yeah, talk please. to you you know what I'm saying I, I named my horse Kentucky Derby that wasn't his name but I gave him a nickname quick all right KD we gonna do this That's all right Ducky <laughs> we'll my, horse, uh, my horse's name was Peter Pan bro I was like okay because <laughs> he came with a horse. Named Tinkerbell, so they named yeah, him yeah, Peter. yeah. Oh. They all they always got mates. They always got mates. Uh-huh. I was like, and did they did they have his mate in front of him or whatever to like keep keep the steering or? I don't think so, bro. I don't think. Well, maybe I'm not sure because I just mm-hmm. never asked where Tinkerbell was, but it was a bunch of other horses in there. So I mean, yeah. that could have been the case. That could they be usually the line them up one by one in front of uh, with the women uh, in front of the male or whatever. Uh huh. If I remember right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. 
nah, pretty bro, it cool. It was fire. It's definitely an experience. Something I'll never forget, bro. You playing on rock? I, I named my horse Sea Biscuit. Just hey. made rain. I'm like, let's go, Sea Biscuit. Come on! Like, I, I was, man, it was, it was fun. Man, it was one time. <laughs> One time he ran and scared the shit out of me because then he was like getting towards the cliff, and I didn't know horses do the stop yet. So I'm like, hey, hey. And then the trainer dude was like, like, like in the middle of where we were. So I'm like, hey, hey, don't you see? He kind of going towards something. I, so I didn't know he knew how to stop. He was just like, calm down. I'm like, what do you mean, calm down? This was good. Hey, so, yeah, uh, not, not to get off subject, but you were there then for uh, uh Junior Brotherhood. Cause that was, yeah. That was, yeah, okay. So yeah, that was the that was, that was the time when we, we rode it when we was younger or whatever. Yeah. And we we didn't they didn't teach us too much nothing. They had people with the string pulling us along and everything and stuff. So yeah, I, I was just scared. I didn't want to get kicked by the horse because my cousin got kicked by one. So wow, bro, yeah, that's lights out if you do, bro. I feel yeah. like you Yeah, I was just like, ooh, that's that's why I was like, I'm never getting back on a horse again. But I overcame that fear. So you know, just 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 wanted to ask and see. Do you see yourself getting back on a horse at any point? Oh, easily, bro. I, I'm I'm trying to go hard like all these wrestlers back in the '80s, '90s, where they had like this big bank. I'm trying yeah. to get a ranch and have me some horses, bro. Some cows, sheep, all that. Get this, you on the horse with the vulture? With the vulture, I just pull oh, up, just pull up, oh, stop shit. playing. Right, what? What? Oh, <laughs> with the rattlesnake, I had with the rattlesnake. Man, man. Speak, speaking oh, of rattlesnakes, you ever had any experience with any of them? Not no rattlesnakes, thank God, bro. Not a real one? Yeah, but not no rattlesnakes. Nah, only only interaction I ever had with a rattlesnake is the one on my hat, bro. <laughs> thank God. Uh, that's crazy. That is oh, crazy. Man. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see what else we got here, man. Um, ooh. Yeah, I could touch on that for a little bit. PWI yes, just dropped, you know what I'm saying? PWI 500. You know, we kind of stuck at 251, but this year, you know what I'm saying? We we moved up a lot, yeah? Yeah, we, we moved up, up a lot. bunch this year. Uh, 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 moving uh, on up, up, up. A, a whole bunch, a whole bunch, all the way to uh, uh to 102. Two, baby. They named the bounty hunter, got, got all the gold on there. I mean, we we going to get to the gold, but... You got a list of people, you know what I'm saying? Mike Bailey, Rocky Romero, Josh Alexander, Shane Taylor. Shout out to Shane. What's happening, bro? Uh, how, how does it feel to be ranked on PWI, first of all, and then to have made the, the jump that you've made for this year? Yeah, man, it's a it's a blessing and an honor, bro. I remember going to um, Kroger, Target, Barnes & Nobles as Looking a kid. For that magazine. Bro, running to get that damn magazine. And I, I when I was a kid, I wasn't buying it. So, you know, I'm in there while my mm-hmm. mama was trying to read as much as I trying, can. Trying to get it all through. Yeah. In there. <laughs> and that was, uh, hell, even until I got old enough to have a job, man, I started subscribing to the PWI and getting sent to the house and everything like that. You know, I, I don't have it now just because, you know, I got other bills to pay. So I kind of mm-hmm. just I don't have that PWI bill. But, like, yeah. be in that magazine that I grew up, you know, reading myself researching myself that's how i found out about a lot of professional wrestlers today you know through that magazine yeah be a part of that magazine is uh definitely historical it's a blessing it's an honor and i appreciate it man i want to be um i want to be you know the the issue that that one is i think i was on the issue before the pwi dropped they had um what's his name matt cardona on it and i had Mm -hmm. out the righteous rage he did a um a, a spread on me righteous rage roundup at the back of the uh I think it's this month's PWI. I got I got like a section in there, but one day I want to be on the front, man. I, oh, I love yeah. to be on the 
front. Oh yeah, yeah, heck yeah, it's, it's and, definitely gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's amazing feeling, man. This is just like it's it's surreal, definitely surreal, but it's some something that allows me to be like, you know what, the stuff that you think ain't real in your life, you need to just put it, you know. As long as I'm my, my actions are matching my words and I'm working hard enough, it can mm-hmm. happen. Right it's, 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 it's definitely happening because that's yeah. I, I view it. That's what life is all about, man. Mm-hmm. You got those that talk about it. You got those that dream about it, wish about it. But then you got those that put the action to it. Like what's going the hardest thing out here for people to, to accept is the word no and yeah. rejection. You don't get that. You're going to get it. So don't why, why run from me? You, I, I I want you to tell me no. Tell me no, because I know who I am and I know what I'm about. I know what I'm worth. So tell me no so I can prove you wrong. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like, just just putting it to it. Like, I, I, I see you being there, man. You, you're making strides, you know what I'm saying? One after another, one after another. You're going to get that cover, definitely. I mean, with everybody... Getting that hashtag off with sign Brian Key. Hashtag sign, man. Yeah. That was, shout out to everybody for that because that was trending, man. Never would I ever have thought I'd be trending on Twitter for anything, bro. Man. Ever, man. And for that to be trending on Twitter at the moment, that was definitely a blessing and an honor, too, man. That was cool. Definitely showed the support that's out there from me, man. I appreciate yeah. it. And it, man, it, 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 came, it came about from such a moment. Go ahead, Classic. I was say, I'm not going to lie because I popped big as hell seeing you on there, man. I was like, yo, I. Man, seeing the body hunter against cowboy shit, I said, This is wonderful. This is some great cowboy tell, shit. Tell, I, tell I, him what you called him. <laughs> what you mean? Tell, tell, tell him what you called him. You said, I, All right, Hangman Page can have that cowboy shit, but this this my cowboy. You know what I'm saying? This this this, 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 real red, cowboy shit. this, this, this red damn redemption cowboy. right here. Yeah, this the real red eye. All right, this, this, this when everything just frees up. Just, oh, bah, bah, bah. That's, that's yeah. it. That's yeah, what I saw. Right. So I was like, Man, this is. It was awesome, bro. Like yes, just, in this now, moment. Good. Now I was just gonna say in this moment, what what what's the feeling like? Man, I honestly I was taking it all in because before that time I hadn't really wrestled in front of that many people and really on that magnitude. Like I've never wrestled in an arena. I did um the two oh five live thing with uh yeah, TJP. Man, that was cool too. Yeah, uh, that was dudes. Bro, that it was honestly it was a phenomenal moment, and this was the same. It was a moment. Because I never thought I'd see myself in that big of an arena doing that on that big scale. And it just showed me that, you know, if I keep working hard enough, I can continue to do that more often, really. So, I mean, it was definitely a motivation booster. Uh, at the time, I had that steel face on because I was just, like, trying to get in my head in the game. You know, like, you know, I was – honestly, when the bell time. rung, I told myself I'm going to run up on his ass right now when this bell rang. <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly what I did. Exactly what I, I was asking, exactly what happened too. Just yeah, yeah, ran straight up in this shit, bro. But man, I just I was in the game, bro. I was ready to go. And uh man, I was honestly when everything was said and done and was over with, I was very proud of what happened. I was very proud of what uh how it was presented. The yeah. promo that, that happened before while he was coming out with the entrance was cold as hell. I felt like they did everything they could to make me uh, put me in a nice light and, you know, just make me look like somebody. And yeah, because you didn't get squashed or nothing like that. Bro, it was it was amazing, man. It was really amazing. Yeah, people some online talking about I wish it was longer, all this. Man, I enjoy what happened. And honestly, I can't wait till I could get around and do more, man. Like, uh, it definitely woke something up inside of me, man, and uh, definitely allowed me to have a glimpse of the professionalism that's, uh, you know, required to be in that field. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of that. Man, we were talking about like you know the matches that you have had like with like like people like Shane Taylor, and you no know, like t- tell me how it feels like being 
part of like the representation that you that we get to see on screen, you know, because like that has been a big thing for us wrestling fans, you know, especially ever since you know the hashtag Black Wrestling Draws and everything. Mm -hmm. And now, like literally, you're you're part of that representation. Like when we see you, it's like man, <laughs> that 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 Black Wrestling Draws all the time, and this is yeah, the reason yeah, why. Yeah. So tell me how that feels, man, being being just a part of the uh, just a representation in the culture. Man, honestly, it means a lot, man. It means a lot for me because. For me to be like, uh, I won't say like a figurehead or like a super like symbol for that, but I mean, I will say I, I'll toot my own horn. I'm one of the guys that's black wrestlers around here that is going hard on indies and doing it independently on our own. Yeah. So for me to just be going hard and for the community to be like, you know what, that's our boy and riding with me, it means a lot for me, man. And it, uh, it definitely motivates me. Like I was saying, to be in that PWI magazine, I was in that PWI magazine as a kid looking in that magazine and being like, oh, man, this guy, I want to be like this guy. But mm -hmm. there's going to be some kid in that PWI magazine looking at me being like, I want to be like this guy. And that means a lot to me, man. If some kid could see me and him and definitely want to follow his dream through some stuff that he's seeing me doing, that means a lot to me. And uh, it definitely uh, I appreciate the weight that it carries with me. And um, I hope I just do everybody proud. Just keep going hard, man. Dopeness, dopeness. And I, and I noticed – I know that, like, I know, you know most, of, most of your matches are you saying, you know, like in the light heavyweight or the cruiserweight division, but you, you've been having some, some big, big boy fights, man. Mm. Uh, I, I, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer a more light heavyweight match or are you like, the, like, like the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, David and Goliath type of fight. Which yeah, one? I'd say my, my wheelhouse is like light heavyweight only because that's like the wrestling that I enjoy the most is Japanese professional wrestling, junior heavyweight type division. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's something I think it's cool for me as a character to go against somebody who's definitely physically bigger visually mm -hmm. and for the crowd to be like, we don't give a damn. We know he still got the dog in him. He going to give yeah. him that fight, you know, like yeah. I appreciate everybody being like, yeah, he's smaller, but it don't matter. Brian, keep about to whoop your ass right now. So, like, it just shows like. Yeah, I may be a smaller dude, but the fight is, you know, the fight is going to be bigger than any dude that's going to get in there, you know. And at the end of the day, somebody got to win. I don't know, you know. I ain't going to say it, it ain't going to always be me because you win some, you lose some. But yeah. you, live, you live to fight another day. Yeah. He's right here. to everybody today. Uh, shout out to Pops, man. Bang, bang. Shout out to Pops. Put them up, Craig. Put them up. You Put them up. Run. Oh. <laughs> That's my uh, speaking about winning something, losing some as we move to, to this. <laughs> as we move to uh some 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 belt talk, you know what I'm saying? Some some gold talk, you know what I'm saying? Uh one of the belts that you did win, and, and you ended up uh losing this one right here. Talk about having big gold and and, and uh, the situation of of you becoming the champ in this in this scenario. So that that championship right there is for a company in Dallas called VIP Wrestling. Been around for a long time. Another great company that I work for in Texas, VIP, ran by Lou Gotti, mm -hmm. very cool guy. Another black guy is doing really well. Professional wrestling has amazing students, an amazing school, an amazing product, and is a great professional wrestler. So shout out to him as well. Um, that was for his company, world heavyweight champion for his company. And when you talk about the who's who of guys who have held that professional wrestling championship at mm -hmm. that company, it's been a lot of guys that are definitely 
at the top of the game here in uh, professional wrestling. And it was an honor for me to win it and be added to that list. And in the midst of me being added to that list, I was uh, going toe to toe with the man himself, Shane Taylor, man. Yes, and they got another guy, a beast, an animal. Yes, He's amazing. And uh, I learned a lot, uh, enjoyed it, had some of my greatest professional wrestling matches that I believe I've had uh, as far as just like storytelling wise and just like emotion and, 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 and things feeling real and looking real, you know, like no question. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, a lot of them are on title match too. So if you guys got title match wrestling, check those out, uh, YouTube, stuff like that too. But yeah, Shane Taylor is a great guy, uh, had great bouts with him and stuff like that. So, you know, um, it meant a lot for me to be the champion at that time. Uh, another guy who I lost it to was JD Griffey, another mm-hmm. black guy, mm-hmm. going hard, great professional wrestler and, um, doing great things, uh, today. So, um, he's the champion now for VIP. And uh, I'll forever be grateful for my opportunity and my time as champion there. It was great. Man. But, you know, there, there, there comes a time when, you, when you're champ and then other times when, you know, when you're not. But right now, yeah. how, how many belts we got? I mean, I see two in the Ooh. back. We, we, yeah, we got like four, five? That's two in the back. I, I got like five at the moment right now. You know, Ooh. I got uh, oh, uh, that. These are, uh, hum, are humble brag, humble brag. I got like five, yeah. you know, just just like five. The Freelance Legacy Championship. That's Chicago. Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. Chicago. Shout out to Freelance. Yes, sir. That'll do it. Look at that grill. Yeah, grilling, grilling, grilling. Oh. Here, of course, this is what we all came here for. This is what we here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultra light heavyweight champion, right there. Yeah, that's 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 the one right there. Lesson has been an honor. Uh, I'm also a champion at New Texas Pro. I've been champion for like going on three years or something like that, man. It's ridiculous, man. It's a legendary reign. Yeah, there you go right there. And I'm also champion at Time Bomb Pro. Time Bomb Pro in North Tom Dakota. Bomb, Tom Bomb. Let's uh, see if I got that one. Yeah, Let's yeah. see right here. Oh, don't know. That's DPW. Nah, that's DPW. Oh, there we go. That one's from First Wrestling. Oh, I, was, I lost that one. I lost that one recently, too. Got too many, man. Got yeah, too many. You know, when you're the bounty hunter, you just I'm collecting left and right, bro. Just, left just, and right. You just stick them in the bag. You just go around. That, yeah, that's what yeah. you do, right? So I'm champion right now at Time Bomb Pro. And then, of course, the other one you just show right now was the DPW National Championship. I won that from Andrew Everett. Just mm. recently uh, contended it against Shun Skywalker, and one of the uh, great talent from, Japanese, uh, from Japan recently. Mm. Uh, wrestled him for it. And, you know, I'm just uh, blessed for these companies to think that I'm the guy that they want to represent for them. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the um, competition that I've been getting. Because really, I feel like that's what makes it what it is. You know, like yeah. the reigns are cool. The championships are cool. But it's the matches and the moments that you're creating with these people for these championships that really ma- uh, matters a lot. And it's allowed me to definitely up my game so much, so, so much. Speaking of just up in my game, period, I had the match with um, Mike Bailey. For the mm. championship, that's on IWTV. That was, I feel like that was the one that kind of started it a lot for me as far as people seeing me as a main event guy and like being able to perform and uh, at a different level or bring a different, you know, style or a different uh, intensity to that yeah. to the main event. Yeah. So, um, you just got down with Warhorse too. Yeah, just got down with Warhorse. That was on Thursday. Those was the past Thursday for a uh, shout out to Buzzsaw Samuels. He had. Uh, surgery. He had some surgery on his brain, and you know we were just raising money for the cause. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody came together, and it was for definitely a great cause. I wrestled Warhorse, and that was a banger. We we out here for the. Uh, I had fans coming to me like, man, this this was a um, 
this was like a donation show, you know, it was for a good cause. We didn't know you guys were going to be going out like that, but you know, like, like hell yeah. every time I go out, I'm going out like that. What always, and it's for the championships, you know, we gotta, we're not just gonna go out there and just do some rinky dink, you know, it's gonna be definitely um, something that you're gonna feel and appreciate and walk away from and be like, man, I remember this time I was there and seeing them get down, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Classico, what you got for me? Oh man, uh, hold on one minute. Let me go go back right here while I, while I get this yeah, up real back, quick. Back. There you go. But yeah, but I, I, I but I, uh, we were talking about um the being on the independence and um and just 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 the atmosphere that you bring, man. Um, I saw one post and I like want you to expound on it because it seems like you really do have a good um what's called rapport with reaching out to fans and, you know, if, if especially when it comes to the kids, I know with my son, ah, I my son over and, you know, he yeah. really connected with him. So what yeah. is it like when you see the kids and, you know, like connecting with them, you know, um, on a certain yeah. on, on level, man, how do you feel? It means a lot, man. Cause I was that kid. I was that kid that, you know, wanted to be a professional wrestler and wanted to interact with these guys. That picture right there was from a meet and greet. That was my first meet and greet from reality of wrestling. And, um, they, you know, it was just a regular meet and greet. It didn't really call for nothing special, but since it was my first one, man, I wanted to go all out. That PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 right there is my own PlayStation 4, and I ran a WWE 2K challenge with the yeah. kids, and whatever kid could beat me in a WWE 2K challenge, I gave him a shirt and, like, stickers and pins and all that stuff, bro, and uh the whole day, I was serving all the kids up. They thought I was going to take it easy on them. <laughs> nah, no, no. I'm giving you the whole package if you win, dog. Like, this is not yeah. no... I, we're not giving out participation trophies, dog. You got to win. Just talk to me, sir. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I, took, I, took, right. I took a light on one kid before, and, and he made me feel like, oh, I ain't never doing this again, because oh, he, he rubbed it in. I tell you a story about that. I was at a, at the movies one time. They had a video game store of uh, in like this little movie circle uh, where I was somewhere where I live at, mm-hmm. and they were having a Guitar Hero competition, bro. I was going against a kid mm-hmm. in the first round. I was like, man, I'm about to blow this dude out the water. Little kid waxed me, bro. Literally just mopped the floor with me on Guitar Hero, bro. And I ever since then I was like, never again, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, guitar hero is a whole nother that's a whole nother lane. Cause I'm used yeah. to here, like just having my hands here. When you I've literally gotta do a whole guitar hero is my guitar hero is my game. I love guitar hero, but I could never get the fifth button because I just my, my hands don't work like that. So I was always playing on medium because it only had four buttons, and mm. I was just playing on that. But uh for the competition, I think they had everybody playing on hard. So I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll try my best. This kid was killing me, bro, on hard. Literally was just like I was like, bro, what is happening right was now? Was y'all going at the same time? Yes. Yeah, we were battling against yeah, each you, other. He just like, look at him like, I don't know. He just yes. he hurt me, bro. Stop it. So literally, <laughs> for that challenge, I was like, nah, I'm, I know it's children like y'all out here that know how to play the game. So I'm, I'm looking for the one that could give me, give me the smoke. And one kid did. He beat me, bro. I gave him a T-shirt, some stickers, some pins, and he 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 beat the uh thing I called it a bounty challenge, bounty two K bounty challenge or something mm. like that. So mm. it was pretty cool. But I like doing stuff like that, man. I like interacting with the young fans, you know. Like uh, a lot of the times, it's some of them their first time even going to something like that because maybe they don't have the money to go to WWE or things yeah. like that, you know. So it's their yeah. first time going to a show. And um, actually, whenever I see kids, man, like I. I'm 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 there to make money. Yeah, we're all there to make money, but I give stuff away for free because 
when do you go to a wrestling show and somebody give you something, you know, like yeah. remember I was younger. Yeah. I used to have these cowboy hats that I'd wear to the ring. And uh, it was like on some Bret Hart shit. And I give yeah. away my cowboy hat to the kids. Cause I always thought to myself, like they're always paying to get in, but when does somebody ever give you something at a wrestling show? So, you know, he's give away my hats, but then I stopped doing that. Cause I kept my hat on. Now I just got one hat, which is the black halo. And I can't get that away. Cause you yeah, know, nah. that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. I see kids now. You know, I, I give stickers and pins and stuff like that just because, you know, I want them to feel comfortable and I want them to remember their time that they're at this professional wrestling show, you know, because it's not, you know, it may not happen often for them. So I definitely yeah. want a memorable experience for them. It's like you take that and you value that, man. Uh, I've I've been in the case where it happened for me and I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at my younger self now because I didn't value those things when I got them as a child. Uh uh-huh. They uh, WWF used to then used to come out here to the city every if if to me it felt like every Saturday we was always at the sports arena sitting front row you know okay. what I'm saying had the connection and everything I I got a pair of uh, sunglasses from Bret Hart one time can't tell you where they at now I'm mad at myself <laughs> for that uh, oh. so it's just like you 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 re- but I still remember you feel me oh. so it's like you remember things like that and just to just catch those moments with with people that you look up to or, or idolize in a certain scenario like that's that's that, that that speaks volumes to the person that you are to be able to do that for for somebody because you were once there in those shoes as well yeah for sure yeah. not gonna lie man you like i said man you you definitely had a lasting impression on my son when he came to bcw because he remembered you when i was watching aew he was yeah. like like as soon as you came on he was like like he don't like right now he don't talk too much but he he give a response when he sees something he knows the life you're like oh, oh. i was like yeah i know that's that's that's, that's, he. that's him <laughs> that's, like, oh. that's our boy that's our boy <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's him right there. Often he was just in it the whole time. So I'm yeah, like, he, what, what, so what I can say from personal experience, you definitely do, you know, like, like give that inspiration to the kids, man, and like, you know, just to everybody, you know, like everybody feel that vibe. And I don't, I don't know, like that's, is, is it just that Houston love, or is it just, you know, just Brian? Is it? honestly, it, I say it probably. It's a little bit of both, because really, whenever I was young, I was a little bit of an asshole, and my dad had to get me right. <laughs> I, was just, I was just mean, like a oh, mean. Pretty, hiking up the pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was just mean, but you know, you 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 growing up down here, you got to be mean because you in the, you a city kid. You know, other city kids be mean too, so you got to be as mean as possible just to make sure you ain't getting ran over. But. You know, a lot of the times uh, my dad just humbled me and be like, man, you can't be like that. You got to be a gentleman at all times. You got to make sure people walk away and definitely never have nothing bad to say about you. So I just always remembered him telling me that and just always remembering that, trying to exercise that in my life. And just, you know, and it's, you know, Southern hospitality too, part of the, you know, the shit from Houston, Texas. So, you know, we always showing love all the time. So it's a little bit of mix of both. Yeah. Speaking about showing love, showing love to Dolores. She says, what's up, everyone? Out of surgery, but uh, couldn't miss surgery. this. Uh, prayers, prayers, prayers. Please, please. Yeah. Red cups up to you. Recover, recover, That's indeed. All the cups, all the cups, all the cups. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, man, I mean, you spoke on it getting to it, like getting to it out here in the city, out here in the land. You know what I'm saying? Cali, stand up. Ultra, stand up. 
PCW, Ultra, whatever you know us by, you know what I'm saying? We get down the greatest promotion out here in Cali. Nothing touching us, nothing touching us whatsoever. Creature feature. Look at my guy right there in the middle of it all. In the middle of it all, you know? Looking like Creature. Look at me. Good Lord. Man, man. Ultimate, ultimate. But you know what I'm saying? You get announced for the card, you know, defending that Ultra Light Championship. You know what I'm saying? What's this going to be, the third defense now? I want to say uh, I had one against you, Titus you, Alexander. Yeah, you won yeah. against Myron Reed. One against Myron Reed and now Jack Carwell. And now Jack, so, 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 two, you know what I'm saying? Sponsored by your boys. Sponsored hey. by your boys here at Smart Psychology Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We call it. Matching, yeah. ma- match it at night. Match it at night. We call hey, you it. You mentioned uh, Myron Reed, too. Shout out to Myron Reed, dog. We're oh, talking yeah. about people of color doing cold stuff working hard being independent making the shit work for himself shout out to Myron Reed for going super hard that's my boy definitely Man. um what 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 you what you what you gotta say to Jack right now man like like if there was one thing that you needed Jack to understand about the bounty being out on his head right now what would that be I want Jack to know it ain't nothing personal I love Jack I think mm. Jack Carwell is amazing he is a phenomenal talent yeah what he does I couldn't even dream of doing but at the end of the day, when you're trying to take food off my plate, you're trying to take something that means the world to me. Mm. I'm gonna have to make you pay up, player. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I ain't said that one in a minute. And once I seen it, it was one of your tags, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and leave it be. But it's time to pay up. Pay up. Pay up. It's time to pay up, baby. Yeah, I already know what it is. Oh, ex- explain what it's been like uh, being in PCW and uh, being in Ultra and having your time there and things of that nature. Like, what has it done for you to be able to come all the way over to the whole, to, well, I was going to say to the whole other side, but it ain't that far up the other side. But being out here on the west side, you know what I'm saying? Coming from H-Town. Oh, man, it's amazing, man. Especially to work with the talent that's over there. They, you know, like as far as like top, PCW books, top, te- top talent. Whoever is like, at the top of the professional wrestling world going today, they you definitely going to see them past and present mm-hmm. on PCW. Past, and present, and future. Yeah, yeah. Past, present, and future. Exactly. And that's what I enjoy about it. The fact that um, ain't there's no one better than anyone. You know, everybody's like, everybody's great in their own way. And we're just in the mix, interacting with each other. I'm I'm hearing stories. I've always been a fan of uh, Samael. Always. Mm-hmm. Sheik. Shout out to Sheik. Shout outs to Sheik. Shout outs to Jacob Fatu. Always been a fan of him. Shout out to Ooze. And to be that close with Sheik and be able to learn him and pick his brain and learn mm-hmm. about or hear or even hear about old stories. We were kicking it at the uh for before the pre-show, and he's just telling me moments that he's met Stan Hansen, Terry Funk, all these guys. And I'm a huge fan of all Japan professional wrestling. So for him to be telling me these stories of these guys that I idolize or that I see as guys that I want to be, it's like a direct lineage and I'm able to learn from things that he's learned from them. So it's like, man, I'm just by being with him, I'm just a part of that whole family tree. And it's mm-hmm. been amazing to be a part of it all, man. Like, we were making history wrestling in the Rose Bowl, shit like that, man. So it's like, it's, it's just showing you what's happening around me. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, if I'm involved with PCW, then I'm, I must be a big deal, baby. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that's what it's about. I'm a big PCW deal, baby. Big deal, baby. A big deal. Yeah, we, we yeah. hey, 
Like I said, we've been killing it out here in Cali. I, I had to tell them myself, like, I never used to go to uh, indie shows or watch indie shows and nothing like that. But when I got introduced to PCW, that's all it's ever been. I ain't been nowhere else. I ain't seen nothing else. It don't matter what they provide and, and, and the relationship that we have. And, and it just gets keeps getting better. It's just, hey, this 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 where we supposed to be. This 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 yeah. where it's at right here at Ultra. So, man, uh, got some history coming, like you said, at the, with the Rose Bowl show. That ain't never – wrestling ain't never ran inside the Rose Bowl ever. Never. Ever. Ever. ever, ever. And we ever, do ever, ever. 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 Yeah. 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 And I'm sitting on top, you know what I'm saying, carrying one of the major titles. Like, what's going on? What what, what we doing? What we doing? Ain't going to ain't, ain't gonna get into uh, uh, who you facing just yet, you know what I'm saying? We're going to say that for – for it to be dropped where it need to be yeah, dropped. Well, you guys respect. gotta tune in for that. They gotta tune in for that. Yeah, week. tune in for that. Y'all know how to tune in. Sign up for Remix TV. The link is in the description. Go ahead and do that. Create your account for the free ninety nine, no ninety nine, and 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 view this man right here, Brian Keith, and, and everything that he's doing right now with PCW Ultra and across the land. Classic. You got anything else for the man? Man, I I I just give the floor. To the man, the bounty hunter himself. If you have any last message to the fans or to your opponent, the floor is yours, sir. Uh, I know you wanted to touch on the switch house stuff a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Okay, hey, yeah, I was yeah, looking at yeah. time, but if we can go, we can go. Hey, so it's I, all about switch house. Oh yes. <laughs> so, uh, I, I know we talked about a little bit about it, um, um, ahead of time, but let, let's yeah, so let's go from the beginning. That, how did we crazy. get easy? Yeah, yeah, how did you get, get to be? sponsored with Swisher House. And it's like, are you are you still the only athlete or are in like sponsored by Swisher House? Only ever sponsored by Swisher House. Only athlete ever sponsored, man. And it's been a blessing. It's been an honor. I I myself have uh childhood friends that work with Swisher House. Hmm. And hmm. I pitched it as, as an idea at the time, just throwing it out there and they ran it by G Dash and you know G G Dash is the man in charge. He Gave the okay, and at this point, it's been a, a working relationship with us both as far as just, you know, being able for me to use still tipping and then also be able to just get the word out there about Swisher House and vice versa, them getting the word out for me, always reposting, always supporting, always going to these community events throughout uh Houston, Texas and stuff like that. They have, like, uh backpack drives for kids and Christmas drives for kids with the toys and uh, you know, sometimes the DJ events where they do pop-up DJ events and things like that. So it's been real cool to just be a part of it all and the movement. And, you know, uh, Switch House is definitely a staple within Houston, Texas, when you talk about just uh, rap music, period. So, you know, to just, to just be a part of that lineage is a real cool thing for me. It's a real cool opportunity. I like it because I can go ahead and uh, bring different fans to both audiences. So, Wrestling mm -hmm. fans to rap music and rap fans to wrestling. Uh, you know, if if I could do that and mix those cultures up and just get mm -hmm. more eyes on both both things, I feel like I'm doing a really good job, and that's what I'm working hard towards. And it's it's becoming a boom period right now with that mixture because a lot of folks don't know it, but hip hop is always fucked with wrestling. Always, always. Always, you know what I'm saying, from, from battle rap all the way across the board, you know what I'm saying, to where you you listen to somebody's songs and you either see a championship belt or they dropping wrestling bars and stuff like that or whatever. Like, it's always been this. Three, three, 
Three Six Mafia got one of one of my favorite songs. What one of my favorite wrestling songs already? Like shout out to Mark Henry. Let's go. Like I never thought I would hear something as black as I was like, yo, this is like it's 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 definitely a mix. Uh shout outs to AEW for putting it on 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 the front street just a little bit more, you know what I'm saying, with the with the mixture of hip hop and wrestling. But they had an album. I didn't even know they had an album, bro. That was fire. Yeah, uh, you 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 go back in time and it was the whole rock and roll era, you know what I'm saying? Rock and roll with wrestling and everything, and that was cool. Wasn't yeah. nothing wrong with it, but like we, the culture really rock with wrestling, heavy, heavy, heavy. So so for wrestling to be able to show that love, and then for you to be able to be a part of Swish House, because I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. When I was making this graphic or whatever, cheap plug or whatever, yeah. I got I, I'm like I'm like I gotta put Swisher House on there somewhere, right? So. I went, I went, and I'm looking at your merch, and I'm like, okay. And then I went, and I'm looking at Swisher House, and I'm like, okay. But I didn't, I didn't know until I did more research that you were actually signed by them, because I'm looking to like put the logo together and get do everything, get it done. And I'm like, how can I get Swisher House in here? Like, I, I want to put the logo in here, but am I gonna get in trouble by that? Oh, and let me see, let me. And oh, then okay. once I found out, I was like, oh, we green. I'm yeah, a lot of people, uh, it's crazy, bro, because a lot of people, I guess, you know, wrestling people just be lying all the time. So I guess yeah. people lying. So whenever I was first, you know, I, I kind of popped up on the scene heavy, like maybe about three years ago. Like Re- WrestleMania Tampa was my first mix out of, mm. out of Texas, really. So uh, once people started seeing me, who I was and seeing me performing, they kind of heard it and was kind of like, ah. people just shrugged it off. Like, yeah, whatever. He probably just do, you know. Staying there, you know, in wrestling, you can say whatever and kind of get away with it until somebody yeah. calls you on your bullshit. <laughs> you can't be getting away talking about you represent the Swisher House and not really be with the Swisher House. So, you yeah. know, it's a blessing, it's been an honor, bro, and I appreciate it all, man. It's real cool, man. That's not cool. Not- now, could we be seeing uh, uh, Bonnie Hunter in the studio anytime soon? Oh, bro. If you're from Houston, you know, you're dropping freestyles at some point, bro. So, I mean, oh. I- my my boy Myron be in the uh, in the studio. Who knows? You might get a little uh, feature, a little bounty a bounty hunter feature. I mean, hey man, you know what I'm saying? I, I do a little R and B myself, I man. I'm a, I'm a, right now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I might send you a track and just be like, let, let's see if we get a little bounty hunter on here or whatever. Go, keep this man. out, you know what I'm saying? One time, uh, one time Tuco Scorpio uh, thought I was a uh, he thought I sung like country music or something. He thought I was like a Stevie Ray Vaughan dude because he saw me <laughs> really? backstage and he was like, "What's your deal, man? I know you wrestle, but he was like, you do anything outside of wrestling? Like you uh." You look like a musician to me. Like, like he thought I was sick. <laughs> well, I was like, oh man, I wish I could sing too cold. Yeah. But to get it, to get a what's your deal from too cold? Like what? Too yeah. cold asked me what my deal is. Yeah. Speaking of that, like it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy, but it's not crazy. I want to say that it's divine. You've come across so many legends and so many prominent people in the business already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's if 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 there's anybody that you can really let. What am I trying to say? Anybody that you can really just just hone it in on, like who's giving you the most special words that you've held to to your soul uh, when it comes to professional wrestling and, and life in general? Like who's um, giving you those words? Um, if we talk about life in general, it'd probably be my pops. You know, there's nobody out of the ordinary for me. But you know, mm-hmm. my dad is definitely my dad and my mom. Bothly, you know, just as far as getting my mental right and allowing me to do what I do today and just keep on driving and striving, definitely them. But uh, if we're talking about people outside of, like, my family, it's definitely, like, Booker T. You know, he's mm-hmm. one of them. He's my mentor, a guy that I looked up to and, you know, still learning from till today. And another guy that recently is Low Key. 
Um, I got mixed mm-hmm. up with Loki. I wrestled yeah, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just kept in contact with him, and he took a liking to me. Thank God. And um, he's a guy that I drew heavy influence from with everything I do. Mm-hmm. Literally, my style is like mirrored from him, David Richards, uh, Brian Danielson, all those guys. And heavy hitters. Yeah, heck, heck yeah. And to mm. meet him and be oh, even Chris Hero. Shout out to Chris Hero, my boy Chris oh, Hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah, another guy that's just super influential. He's another guy that uh, I've been mentoring under. Chris Hero, low-key. These guys are guys who have been at the top of the mountain in professional wrestling and know what it takes. And I'm trying to get in their brains and learn what it takes so that I can be one of those guys. And uh, they've definitely have been um, cool enough to allow me to learn from them, and I appreciate it all, man. Hmm. Definitely, you you ain't you ain't just in it just to be in it. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, it speaks volumes, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You you ain't trying. You doing. You becoming. You. you becoming. It's, it's 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 developing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, speaking speaking of people that you've been in the in the ring with, in the surroundings with, and everything like that. Call call one of this real quick. Like like you and Mike Santana. Like it's it's, it's going down. Ooh, Mike Santana. Shout out. Before we, we touch on that, shout out to Eddie Kingston because originally it was me versus Eddie Kingston, but I understand injuries happen. I understand wrestling yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to take that break. It's a much-needed break. A lot of the times people forget that we're humans and we still need to, you know, do what it takes so that we can still be surviving and uh, and be here on this earth. So shout out to Eddie Kingston. Uh, I pray one day I can get that match. But the matter at hand, we got Santana on the board and – I feel the same way about him as I do about Eddie Kingston. He's, it's going to be an honor. It's going to be a blessing to face him. At the end of the day, when that bell rings, the man with the black halo going to have to come out on top. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Now, you had people already in the comments like, oh, this is going to be a hard hitter. Oh, this is going to mm-hmm. be a banger. So, I mean, apparently we're going to be out there fighting. But <laughs> but I'm ready for it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. It's going to be um, – my debut there at Warrior Wrestling too. I never wrestled at Warrior Wrestling before, so it's gonna be mm. definitely a, a great time. Ooh, a match just popped into my head. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, you 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 and and one that just blesses the the industry time and time and time again. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Mm, I would I, I wouldn't be mad at seeing that one. It, it, it's got to happen at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. like uh, that was like. That the Kingston match getting announced was definitely like a uh, dream match stuff. And I mean, the Santana one's right up there too, because he's a dude that could get down too. And I see all these guys mm-hmm. at the top level that get down like that. And I, I want to be one of those guys. I want to be seen as one of those guys. So it's definitely still dream match status for me to go against Santana as well, man. So I had a match like that with Homicide recently. Uh, six, and that was another OG where I was like, man, I just. I love it, man. I love it just mixing it up with these guys that I saw as a, as a kid and just knowing, hey, that guy is hard right there. He's, he's He don't take no shit. And I want to be seen in that light as a guy who's hard and don't take no shit. So to get these matchups and people to see me in the same light as these guys is definitely uh, definitely cool cool for me. Yeah. Classic, you got it because I could go forever. You know what I'm saying? I could go. I, I, got, another, I got another one coming up, not to cut you off, but I got another match coming yeah. up. Me, uh, me and Timothy Thatcher at New Wait, whoa, whoa. I got one more for you. I got one more for you. It's gonna blow your socks off, bro. You are you good? You got your socks on. You good? Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. My, my, oh, my, my, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta get I gotta okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Masato Tanaka, bro. Shout out oh. to 
Shout out to FMW. Shout out to it all, bro. Don Gon, let's go. Masato Tanaka. What? 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 Oh my! Oh my God! Oh, oh. crazy man! Oh. It's God's plan, man. Because literally, these guys are guys that I look up to and that influence my style. Masato Tanaka is definitely a guy that is like. I saw uh, uh, Masaki Mochizuki is coming to the U.S. too, and that's another guy that is definitely heavily influenced my style. Guys, I'd love mm. to pair it up with. But man, it's, it's been amazing. It's been a blessing. I can't wait for that match with Masato Tanaka. Speaking of just meeting people that influenced me, I got to meet um, Toshiaki Kawada from All Japan. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he was at AEW backstage whenever I was at AEW, and I got to meet him too. And that was like, bro, that was like, like legendary status, bro. Legendary. Like, did, you, did, you, did, did you mark out or did you hold it in? And I, like, I held it in, man, because, you know, I he, I didn't want to come off wild to him and he don't really know. What I don't know how much English he knows, so it's like, I don't mm-hmm. really know. I don't want to just tell him everything that I really want. Talking fast and everything. He would just look at me like, what the hell are you saying? But uh, I wanted to pour out my heart, bro. Same for, um, I met Brian Danielson recently and uh, poured out to him how special he meant to me, bro. Like, Brian Danielson is definitely one of my biggest influences in wrestling and one of the reasons I got into wrestling, bro. One of the first times I cried in professional wrestling, bro, Mm. was Mm. Brian Danielson uh, retired, man. Yeah. Uh, It it meant a lot. It was like, bro, to see him, a dude at the top of his game, and have to withdraw out just because of injury. You know, mm-hmm. it, uh, it was pretty heartfelt for me, dog. But uh, I got to meet him recently, too. And a bunch of guys, man. Man, Sanjay Dutt. Mm-hmm. How cool of a guy he is and how much I've watched his stuff for so long, man. It's, it's been man, – man, Dean Malenko, bro. Dean Malenko. Man. Oh, Stop playing, dog. Stop playing. Stop Ice playing. When we're talking about, like, top – Top five dudes that you know, and I top five, top ten, because I it's a bunch of dudes that I, I enjoy, you know, like as far as like influencing my style and stuff. But Dean Malenko is up there, Masato Tanaka is up there, Booker T is up there, Brian Danielson's up there, and just being able to meet these guys and like you know, low key is up there, Chris Hero's up there. Mm-hmm. But to be able to associate myself with these guys and meet these guys and work with these guys, man, it's been a blessing and an honor, man. It's real cool. Man. Oh, oh man, I, well, I, I man, I, I could just cap it just this way, man. So to all and any of the you know younger generation era that's coming up, you know, love of wrestling, just what advice can you give them, man? Coming up, oh man, I tell you, work as hard as you can. Don't bullshit yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and realize that there's things that you could work on and you could be better at. And once you realize those things, work in them every single day. Do your research. Uh, tape study because a lot of people don't be watching no wrestling. How you gonna want to be a professional wrestler? You ain't watching no wrestling. Say that like, they be coming to seminars and stuff, or they'll be coming to practice and be like, Oh, well, can you send me some matches? Or do you know somebody I can watch? I ain't gonna give you no matches. You need to do the research. Send me. Uh, go look. You, uh, back in the day, the internet didn't even exist. Everybody was tape trading and had to, you know, come up with chances, Betamax. So, ain't had YouTube or Google, man. You better do the research and get to it. Start watching these. Uh, if, if it ain't in black and white. You ain't going back far enough. You better be man. watching black and white. Man, we had uh, we had white. we had pay per views and and just three three on a tape, three on a tape. Sometimes you get exactly. lucky, get four on a tape. Betamax, exactly. uh, VHS, all, all that, VHS exactly. and everything. Like, but, so just but get to it, man. And, and I'll say ultimately, just don't bullshit yourself, man. Wrestling is a very hard industry to get into, 
It's a very hard industry to make money in. It's a very hard industry to be successful in. And the quicker you can figure any of those things out and get to it and not bullshit yourself, the quicker you'll be at being successful, man. You just got to get to it and you can't be playing. Because like Booker says, Booker, Booker's a big proponent on being like, hey, bro, like this shit is real. It's a job. It's not nothing. It ain't no fugazi. This ain't no play play. This ain't nothing. If you're going to be a professional wrestler, you're going to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. You're going to hold yourself uh-huh. like that. You're going to be dignified as that, and you're going to represent that. And that's that's what I'm on. It's the same shit I'm on. Man. man. That sounds good. It sounds good, man. because yeah, oh, we got the body hunter, Brian Keith, right here on Smart Psychology Podcast. You already know what it is. We still tipping on fofos, and oh, everything is all yeah. quacky, quacky, sucky, ducky. You already know what it is. <laughs> we like to get impersonations <laughs> in sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, getting up out of here, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me get up over here, tell the people where they can reach you at, where they can find you at on social media. Uh, Facebook, Brian Keith with a Y. Twitter, Bounty Keith. Instagram, Bounty Keith. TikTok, yeah. Bounty Keith. Bounty like the toilet paper. Let's run it. Let's get a Bounty Hunter uh commercial. Bounty, shout out. Hit me up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Hey, put your picture up for Brian Keith. Let's go. <laughs> put that bounty on it. You don't have to teach me how to do that, man. I got the eye rollers. There you go. You got it. I ain't got to teach Yeah, nah. All right. Word, 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 word. But we, we thank you. We appreciate you, you know what I'm saying, for blessing us. Already you know what it is. You done joined the smart side, so whatever you need your bros for promoting anything, whenever you're down in Cali, hit us up, you know what I'm saying? We definitely going to see you at the next PCW Ultra Show, the next few shows, because we got three coming up next month. We got three coming up next month doing big things, big things, big things. All right, I got to ask you, because I ask everybody, man, how was your time here on Smart Psychology Podcast? Phenomenal. AJ Styles. Oh, oh, man. Smart club is the only club that matters. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But y'all already know what it is. Y'all already know what it is. It's time for y'all to get up out of my ride because I got a band of Kona. You know what I'm saying? It's been the value that allows you the opportunity to roll with me. All that King Mac Millie. My guy to the immediate. What is that? The left of my right? The left of my right. There we go. The left of your right. Yeah, man. It'd be your boy, man. The CSO of this year's show, aka that damn Virgo. That's right, man. It'd be the J to the K to the L A S S I C K. Red cups up. Smoke is always up, man. But y'all gonna have to get out the office, man. We got some good talk to go in with this man right here. Our guest of honor. And he goes by. It's the bounty hunter. The man with the black halo. The underground king. Motherfucking yeah. Brian Keith. Pay up, motherfuckers. Pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Smart Psychology Podcast. We're going to see y'all on Wednesday. You know what it is. H-Town, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>